welcome back to another episode of Best Bets with Kate and Betsy. I'm Kate. I'm Betsy. And today we're talking babies. Babies. We asked questions of what kinds of things do you guys want to hear on the podcast? And so many of the questions came back in wanting to talk about baby things. Um, since Kate just had a baby, since I've had a lot of babies, her experience is much more <laughs> fresh than mine, but I've got the grandma perspective now. But um, So we're going to answer some of those questions and just kind of share Kate's experience with being a new mom. Yeah. It's been crazy and nothing like I expected, of course, which is what everyone tells you. And that's all I'm going to tell you. But and then yeah, you, it's you different. You just don't get it until your mom, which is so cliche and stupid to say, but it's just true. You just don't get it. Anyways, we'll start out with telling um, Paris's birth story. So she was due June 28th. That was her due date. June 28th, 2022. And then I found out I started getting really itchy on my stomach um, on the top of my stomach, it was like burning and itchy the last like two or three months. I remember asking my nurse practitioner about it and she was like, Oh yeah, if it gets to your palms or your feet, it might be cholestasis. So, and my mom had had cholestasis with Nora, which you were a surrogate. Yeah. We'll and talk I was about 40 years detail. old. Yeah. Yeah. Later. Um, so my mom's actually given birth to seven babies, six children, <laughs> seven babies. Crazy. Anyway. So, um, I was like, okay, well, I guess it's not a big deal. So then I saw a different nurse practitioner like the week before, sorry, the first week, second week of June on the 6th, on the 3rd, I went in and I saw a different nurse practitioner who was awesome, way better than the other one I was seeing. And she was like, oh, that's really concerning. We should get that checked out. And I was like, oh, okay. So we did some tests on a Friday and then Monday on the 6th, <laughs> we waited all weekend. We came in on Monday, and she's like, "Oh yeah, you have cholestasis. You need to get induced." So it was a so month cholestasis early. is. I don't I actually don't remember know. what it it's is. It's something to do with your liver. Yeah, and it, if your levels are too high, it can be it can cause a miscarriage super late in the pregnancy. And so, okay. once you've been diagnosed with cholestasis, which the one symptom is like being really itchy especially palms of your hands and bottoms of your feet. But for Kate, it was the middle of her stomach. Um, they'll induce you early um, because, so that just to take away the risk of the miscarriage. So yes. when I was pregnant and had cholestasis, I was induced in four weeks early, and Kate was induced three weeks early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, luckily we caught it, and so there were no problems. So they're like, okay, we'll induce you on the 8th at 8 p.m. And I was like, great, that sounds good. So we – and here's the crazy part. You're on vacation – yeah, My we've talked family. about this. But we did yeah. talk about it. So they're on vacation in Minnesota. Yeah, because we thought you weren't having the baby. So we were For doing our hitting all the 50 states. So we were in Minnesota and Kate called and said, I'm having the baby tomorrow. We were actually at a Minnesota Twins game when she called. <laughs> and so we're like, okay, kids, we want to finish the trip. And then, but the kids were, this is the first grandbaby, first time for the kids to be aunts and uncles. They were so excited. And so they all voted and we decided to just trash the rest of our trip and fly to Las Vegas to be there for the baby, which was so great. Yeah, it was just so nice of them. So on the 8th, that morning, we wake up, we get ready. We're like going, getting our house, our apartment ready for my whole family to come because we're going to go in that night at 8 p.m. to get induced. And that morning, we're driving, we're actually going, returning some baby gifts that I got that I did not want <laughs> to somewhere. And on the way there, Max was like, so like, how's the baby feeling? Can you feel her kicking? And I was like, oh my gosh, I actually haven't felt her kick all morning. And the doctor had been very... What, once we found out I had cholestasis, she's like, if you don't feel movement, you need to go to the hospital and get checked. And I'm like, I don't think I felt her literally all morning. So I started to get really stressed. 
and I'm like pushing on my stomach, like trying to get her to move. I can't feel anything. So I was like, oh, great. So at 10 a.m., we go to the hospital. They check me. Literally, as I sit down in the hospital bed, she starts kicking. I'm like, great. <laughs> of course. <laughs> They're like, you know what? You're already here. Let's just go ahead and get this started. And I'm like, okay, great. Here we go. So I'm thinking we're going to have this baby in a couple hours. I hope my family makes it. It's going to be crazy. And then it went very, 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 very slow, which was a good thing. Yeah, it was good. It. We made it in plenty of time. Yes. So I got my IV and it was, that was literally the worst part of my entire birth. Because experience. you're an anti-needles girl. <laughs> it was horrible. Kate's like, they blew my vein that's and what, I got that's there. the exact word she used. Okay, honey, <laughs> she did not blow your vein. You had she, like a little blue mark where a needle had gone in. If your vein had been blown, it would have been like. Well, that's what I was expecting because she said, the good news is the needles in. So I was already freaking out because I hate getting needles. I've never had an IV before. She's doing it in my arm, like right below my wrist. And she put it in and it hurt pretty bad. And I was like, okay, this is horrible. So I'm like looking at Max, taking deep breaths. He's like, you're fine. You're fine. (laughs) And she's like, okay, good news is the needles in the bad news is I blew your vein. And then I passed out. (laughs) I'm imagining a huge bubble. I'm like, Oh, cause I was not looking. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to look at the needle. And then you passed out (laughs) at just the thought of your vein. I'm like, Oh, she blew it. And so I literally passed out. I wake up to Max shaking me he's like okay wake up you're fine it's making my arm hurt thinking about it right now. it's terrible oh you're so she's like i'm gonna go get someone else and i'm like can we just not do an iv i just don't want to get one at all and i was freaking out anyway i was fine they they kept on putting instead of giving me like smelling salt or something they were putting alcohol wipes under my nose so now the smell of alcohol makes oh, me literally yuck. want to pass out yeah well that's what they had on hand so yes so max is like putting alcohol into my nose anyway they brought another lady they did it in my hand instead and it took them a really long time and they kept on saying i've never seen this before why isn't this working i'm like can you please shut up and don't say that in front of me i'm right here i just passed out anyway they eventually got it in it was no big deal and i was fine you and i didn't and i was so scared to move my hand that i just didn't move my hand and then my whole hand swole up because all the liquid they're pumping in me was just in my hand so if you get an iv Wiggle your fingers or something. <laughs> anyway, that was honestly the worst part of my birth And it, that experience. is the easiest part for me. I don't mind needles. It's like It's usually no big the deal. easiest part. It's not that big and deal. And it's probably not that bad for most people. The lady just... No, you're just a freak about it. That's why. Well, why did she blow... She blew my vein. We're okay, flaming No, she never... <laughs> she... It went out the side of your vein. She didn't blow... You. If you blow the vein, it like... No, yes. It's swollen. It blows it like... Nothing happened. I had a tiny, tiny bruise. But when yeah, she said it, no. that's what I pictured. Okay. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> okay, that was at 10 a.m. I got the IV at like a, a 10 or 11. Nothing happened. They just pumped liquid into me. Like all day. All they, day They long. were not in a hurry. And we talk, we said this on the last podcast, but your doctor was super busy. So there's really no point in pushing you faster than the doctor's going to be able to come and get you. Yes, and which the they didn't really tell us. not interested okay. in coming in the middle of the night. So there's no way they were going to like really make you push hard starting. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like my body was going into right, labor. Right. Anyway. So at 6 p.m., they come in and they put these, like, water balloons. I do not know any scientific terms. Do you know what I they're called? I've never seen these, but they they put Apparently a face like a catheter, but they put a balloon inside you and inflate it to try to... There were, like, three balloons to try really, to soften never, my cervix. I didn't know what was going on. But all, a lot of girls that are my age are like, oh, yeah, they did that to me. And I'm like, okay. So apparently I, it's a thing, I though. didn't know what was going on. And then apparently the, the guy did it wrong when the lady... The guy did it wrong, so then the nurses come in at 2 in the morning to check. Oh, they also gave me a pill at that time. What's the pill called? Pitocin, is that what you did? No. I got Pitocin at 10 p.m. I don't know what the pill was. 
They gave me some sort of pill to try to put me into labor, soften my cervix, balloons to soften my cervix. It's supposed to take me from, I was dilated at a 1.5. It's supposed to take me from a 1.5 to a 4. At 2 a.m., they come in to check me, and I went from a 1.5 to a 2 because the guy put it in wrong, so it did nothing. And it was so uncomfortable. It wasn't painful, which is really, really uncomfortable. It just makes you cramp a lot. Yeah. So I was just constantly cramping. That was really frustrating. So they finally came in, pulled the water balloons out at 10 We went home, went to bed, and we're like, we'll be back yeah. in the morning. And the nurses kind of let us on to know, like, this isn't going to be fast. It's yeah, going to be fine. it's going to be slow. But we had felt like, we're here to have a baby. Let's go. You know, yes. but that wasn't the, yes. which is fine. So I got some Pitocin at 10 p.m. They came in, pulled the water balloons out at 2.30. Um, at 6.30, I had dilated to a 3. <laughs> it was a very <laughs> slow process. In the morning. Yes. Yeah. And then 9.20. So 24 hours later, they gave me the epidural. And that was, I was really, 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 really scared about the epidural. But there was no way I was going to have the baby naturally because I'm too wimpy. Unfortunately. Props to the people who do it. But I was like, heck no. I will not enjoy it. So the epidural honestly was not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was not a comfortable experience, but it was not very painful. I didn't know they gave you numbing shots, and that's what hurts the worst is the little stinging Oh, yeah, and that's shots. like not that and big a deal. And it's not even that bad. No, it's not a big deal. And, and you then, can't see it, which is helpful yeah, versus the IV it. when you're looking at it. So, yeah. Yeah. And the guy who did it. The other thing that was kind of funny about my experience, since I gave birth in Las Vegas, it's a pretty um, diverse diverse town. And so not not one of the doctors who helped. I had, I think we came in contact with four doctors there and none of them spoke English as their first language. Yeah. So they all had like pretty thick accents, which is funny. They all did a great job. Oh yeah. They were all great. It was just interesting. Versus yeah. It was like, being oh. I'm like, I can understand most of what you're saying. Yeah. All of you. <laughs> anyway, it was awesome. And they all did a great job. So my anesthesiologist was really quick and efficient. And Max was like, wow, that was pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> he watched from he the watched. back, man. I was on the other side watching. Yeah. So you can do this. If you're scared about an epidural, it's truly not that bad. Especially when you're in pain. It's just like, okay, just get this. Yeah. Me. Yeah. And then once it and was by in, that time, you were having starting to have some good. Yeah, contractions. to like a five. So you were starting to feel. Mm-hmm. I was at to a five. So then they gave me the epidural. And then five, ten minutes later, they broke my water and gave me a catheter. I loved having a catheter. That was the best thing ever. I never have had a catheter. I, I mean, I did once after surgery and it was horrible. But Well, if you're numb and you can't yeah, feel it. Then you and don't have you don't to worry have about to it. Pee. They don't give you one when you're on having an epidural? No, I, it was too fast. You were at, you waited forever. Kate did not oh. give birth until seven o'clock at night. So yeah, literally she had hours. yeah. But I mean, from the time you got your epidural, yes. it was almost ten hours. Yeah, that's and true. And I've never, my body just did even when you were induced, yours. you went so quickly. Yes, the longest was like four hours. Oh wow! The longest ever was six hours, and that was you as my first baby. After that, it was like it just didn't take very long. Wow! And I don't think that's a. Like, I'm not going to wear a badge of honor. That's just the way my body (laughs) does it. I don't know why. That's just the way my body does it. That's crazy. Well, I loved having catheter because I didn't have to pee. I didn't have to say that to pee for like 24 hours. It was so nice. (laughs) Because I go to the bathroom so much, especially when I'm pregnant. Anyway, broke my water, gave me a catheter. By 10 o'clock, I was dilated to a 5. And then by 12.30, I was dilated to a 7. So keep in mind, it's 12.30. It's literally lunchtime. I've been 90% effaced, whatever negative to me. Oh, the baby's up high. Okay. So that's not a great thing. That means she's up too high. By 2 p.m., I'm dilated to a 10. (laughs) And the baby was not born till 7. 10. I'm dilated to a 10. I can feel her head. I can feel her hair. I literally, with my hand, can reach down and feel her hair coming out of me. 
And the doctor, but the doctor was delivering other babies. The and... doctor had like three or four emergency C-sections before me. So they just made me wait, which is, a, which is fine. It, nothing happened. It did just seem like this is taking a really long time. Like the baby, like the nurses kept having her like practice push and Paris's head is like coming out. And they're like, <laughs> okay, now we're just going to keep just wait, wait practice for the pushing, waiting for the doctor so from I, like three to seven. I just pushed from three to seven. Yeah. Basically. But not really. I no, mean, I was doing practice yeah. pushes. I was but by scared. the time the doctor got there and she wore like basically a hazmat suit, including a face guard and Paris was out in seconds from the time she walked in the door. Yeah. It was like, she put her suit on and was like, Oh, okay. Push her out. Here she is. Craziest thing that happened with your delivery is Paris's her. umbilical cord popped yeah, literally broke in half. Broke in half and blood went spurting. On and you. I had blood on me. Kate had on her face. She's like smiling with this new baby and there's like little tiny freckles of blood splattered on her <laughs> so face. so gross. The doctor kind of freaked out when she's like, where's the cord? Where's the cord? And they're like, oh, and they freak out for a second and, and then, then they, they got it and it, it had popped. And They're like, oh, it broke, it broke. So they clamped the cord for her. So they were worried that she didn't get enough blood, but she was totally fine. She was fine. But it and was, I've never to, seen that. I never even heard that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Our nurse said, oh, I've only seen this once in 25 years. And I was like, Just a short okay. cord? Yeah, she had a short cord. So crazy. Because they had me, when I pushed her out, they had me reach down and grab her. They're like, grab her. I'm like, no. <laughs> and they're like, grab her. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I reached down and pulled her the rest. Of, she was halfway out, just like her legs were still in me. Yeah. That is so weird. I know. It is so weird. <laughs> the baby was so Anyway, I reached down and pulled her out. And so when I pulled her out, the cord popped. popped. My mom was holding one of my legs. Max was holding one of my legs. So they totally got blood. You're wearing a white shirt. Max is wearing white shoes. Totally got blood on them. Not bad. Just It was just no. splattered. It was just weird. I'm like, what was that? It yeah. was crazy. It was crazy. But she was totally fine, totally healthy. The doctor wearing a hazmat suit and a face mask. She wore So she wore a mask. like you know, On her mouth. And then she had the no. shield. And unfortunately for me, I could see a reflection of everything in the shield. So I literally watched myself give birth, and then I watched her stitch me up. And I was like, why am I looking? <laughs> I could totally see the reflection. Like, I can see what's happening. Oh. So Another thing that was funny is um, since we were so impatient from 2 p.m. to 7 when I was dilated to attend the entire time, um, I started to get really angry <laughs> and really frustrated. I was like, I my ep- my epidural started to wear off. I did have a little, what do they call it? Do they call it like a pocket? Yeah, it was just like a little, one little section of the, the epidural doesn't take, which yeah. I've had that too. And it's so weird because you're like, I feel really good except for like this one little circle around my... Like right on my left hip. Like, like I can feel all the pain is. just right there. I can feel so all weird. of the pain. I can feel all the contractions, which I think is a good thing. But I did tear a lot anyway. I was hoping that I wouldn't tear because she had been, her head had been sitting there for so long. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. maybe I won't even tear. But I tore pretty bad. Um, so I did watch her stitch me up. Anyway, I, the reason I was saying that is because I got really angry. So Max turned on some Justin Bieber. So Paris was born to Justin Bieber. Which is <laughs> Max knows you. He's trying to help you relax. Kate was and, getting frustrated. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was one of the longest two days of my life, but. Everything went smoothly. She was totally healthy. Cholestasis was did not affect anything. Yeah. Uh, six pounds, thirteen ounces. Yep, at seven p.m. seven oh three to Justin Bieber. Yeah, and then, yeah, it was, it was the craziest thing. We have it. My mother in law videoed the whole thing, which I'm glad she did. Actually, I I was like, I don't really know if I want to video, but you don't not from any. You can't see anything. She's ridding you from the side, from yeah. behind. Yeah. And but I'm glad I have cool it because it's cool. And it, it was also happened, 7 o'clock was the shift change. Oh, so yes, So all of right. the nurses were shifting. So we had 
every nurse from the early shift and every nurse from the late shift. There was like in fifteen people in the room. When <laughs> it was, was crazy. It was a ton of and people, and they were all cheering me on. It was all women in the room except for Max was the only boy. Yeah, like our my doctor was a woman. Every nurse was a woman, and. So everyone was like, come on, Kate, you can do this. It was cute because they all got your name. Like everyone knew your name was Kate. And so the whole time they were all cheering, Kate, come on, push, Kate, you can do this. Like it was just so cute that they were using your name. I'm sure they're coached to do that. But it was, (laughs) it felt like a, like a seriously a cheering section. It was very cool. It was really cool and really just like spiritual and powerful and like women. Like it was, it was, it was awesome. It was so cool. I was I'm I so glad it. I got to be there. It was yeah, very cool. and it was your first time watching a birth. I've never seen anyone birth. give birth. Yeah, just yourself yeah. giving birth. I've given <laughs> birth seven crazy. times, but I've never watched anyone else give birth. So I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> that's what it looks like." And I had so. watched you give birth to Nora. Yeah, to our cousin. So you kind of knew. So I had kind of knew what to expect, but that was totally. Nora came so quickly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got there right before you gave birth. So yeah, you were there just for the fun part. So yeah, for the fun part. Anyway, so that's Paris's birth story. It was, it was so special and amazing, and I love it. And now, and it's true that you forget how bad it is because I'm like, I could do that again. And I'm sure in the middle of it, I'll be like, no, I don't want to do this again. I think every but, time I went into labor, I was like, oh, this again. Oh, but you know, it's gonna be hard and fast, but worth it. Yes. And good. So, and I will say, I was terrified. Like this is one of my worst fears of my life. I was like, I don't want to give birth. That sounds terrifying I was terrified like my whole pregnancy I had so much anxiety about giving birth like there is no going back I can't get her out of me unless I'm sliced open or I push her out and that really and freaked both me options out. were really bad to yes. you <laughs> really scary and I will say if you feel like that you're gonna be okay you're gonna be fine you could do it it's not nearly as bad as, as I thought it was gonna be I also and had an epidural modern medicine with an epidural and yeah. and it's tough I did I did epidurals but I also had a natural birth and a natural birth was tough but it was also really empowering it was very cool yeah 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 you could do it we could do it yeah um anyway so we were going to talk a little bit about postpartum yeah a lot of people have questions goes. like how is that going how's the transition into motherhood how's postpartum what do you think about being postpartum um I have- just think you have to Give yourself a lot of grace because your hormones are completely out of whack and suddenly you are angry about things or happy about things or crying about things that you don't really understand why and you just Mm -hmm. are. But it is very real. I think you are, your body is doing so much work. You're suddenly producing breast milk and you're keeping another human being completely alive just with your body and your hormones are everywhere. Um, I, Kate and I were laughing about a story where someone was coming to bring me dinner and all I cared about was that my house was spotless, which is completely irrational. This was like my fourth baby. And it was completely irrational that I wanted my house to be spotless before some woman was bringing dinner to me. And Clint came walking in the door from work later than I had anticipated him. And I fell at his knees crying because he wasn't there in time. I needed him to be there before this person rang the doorbell. And he's like, did someone die? (laughs) I'm like, no, I need you to be here because I need the house to be spotless and I've been cleaning. And he's like, what are, What is wrong with you? Like, I don't know. I, yeah. It is crazy. Your emotions are just completely... I didn't expect that. I And you and I are both very social people. And so I truly... I did not expect like my personality to change. And I, don't, I wouldn't say my personality has changed. But, but a little a bit. And it's there. for a short time there. I also am like Kate where I did not want to see people. Yeah. Other than my kids and my husband. Really, I did not want visitors... If people came to bring dinner, I would always stay in my room and have Clint answer the door, which is why I was freaking out. I wanted him to answer the door. Uh, (laughs) And I, and it's weird, but I've talked to a lot of other friends who have that same experience and I don't know why, 
Um, and, and I'm happy for other experience. people to go see, like Clint could take the baby down for the people to see, but I'm like, I don't want to go down. And it's not like, oh, I'm so fat. Or, oh, I was just like, emotionally, I just wasn't, feel, I didn't feel like being social. Yeah. It's weird. It's the weirdest thing. And I've never felt like that since either. But I remember being like, I don't want, and I, I had several friends and family who texted me to like, we're here. Like people, I even had like some cousins, like even one of my aunts like drove through Las Vegas at the time. They're like, can we come? I'm like, I am so sorry. No, I can't see anybody. I don't know. I was so And it so didn't anxious. last, for me, it didn't last much more than a week or so, but did it last longer for Maybe you? Maybe like a month. Yeah. I had a hard time. I was just like, I can't, I don't want anybody to be here. I felt so anxious about other people holding my baby. If she started crying and someone else was holding her, I like fully had a panic attack. I just couldn't stop myself from crying. I was like, okay, please give her back. But I didn't want to be rude. I was so scared of being annoying. So I didn't want to ask for her back, but I like couldn't handle someone else holding her while she was crying. It was very stressful to me. I still am like that. <laughs> I didn't expect to become, I also think I have, um, a lot of postpartum anxiety. I have avoided postpartum depression. Thank goodness. Do you feel like you ever had that? Somehow. I think a little bit. I think mine was, was not long-lasting. They sometimes would say, when back in my day, they would say the baby blues. And I can see that, where things were maybe hard or felt a little more yeah, emotional or sad. True. But as far as real postpartum depression, I never that wasn't something that I struggled yeah. with. So it's very real. we've lucked out on that one because that would be terrible. But your but... anxiety got crazy. Oh, my gosh. It got so crazy. And I still feel like I'm crazy. I feel like I'm getting a little bit better. But I would, yeah. Like, and I think every mom has like the intrusive thought anxiety where you're like, I could not sleep. I'm like, I know that someone's going to climb in the window and steal her and I can't get out of bed fast enough to get her. Like, I know someone's I never had the that. window. Really? Yeah. Well, that's good. I don't know what's wrong with me. No. Did you ever have that's, fear that's that you're like, you're going to drop your baby if you're walking down the hallway? Or like, no. Or like you're going to drop her down the stairs? No. I just know I'm going to drop her down the stairs. Like, what? Why? Why no, would I do but that? But that is your, that's your anxiety talking. And I'm not saying I'm better than you or a different. No, no, I just had, to, I had a different, I had different things. I think I yeah. was anxious about other things. But I did have a baby stop breathing when he was three days old. So then every baby <laughs> after that, I was very anxious about them staying alive. And Mac, Jack did stay alive. He just had a little visit to the NICU for a couple of days. So, <laughs> yeah, that's so it was, so that was scary, but that's something that I didn't sit there and wonder that would happen. It just did happen. And then after that, I felt more anxious about knowing that they're breathing every second. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Um, something else I did not expect postpartum. I just didn't, ex- I thought that the birth and the liter- the delivery was going to be the worst part, but for me, and it, it might be the worst part if you don't have an epidural. I don't know. Some people, and some people love it and some people hate it. So I just, yeah, it's, it's everyone's everyone. different. Yeah. But for me, the worst part of pregnancy delivery aftermath was um, the aftermath. Like physically, my body was so, like, I think probably because I tore so much and then I believe I was allergic to the stitches. And it was just so painful. <laughs> I, like, I think you were allergic to the stitches because you could not recover. I could. It was so hard to walk. It hurt to sit. It hurt to lay. It hurt to walk. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, I need some other options. What am I supposed to do? And I'm, I've never had stitches before. I've never broken a bone. I've never gone to the hospital. I've never done anything. So this is my first experience. I was like, I hope I'm not being dramatic. But it was so painful. I was so... I mean, I think you're just, somebody described it as, it feels like you just sat on a blender. It literally does. Like, <laughs> I just, like, you just feel like shredded and yeah. swollen I would, yeah. and bloody and torn up and yeah. stitched back together. <laughs> and people don't talk about that as much. They talk about the delivery and then you're mm-hmm. like, and then you have the baby. And it's like, yeah, and your body's really sore and tired. Yeah. And I definitely think it's, at least in my experience, it was definitely 
the worst for the first baby just because it's so yeah, new. I and then so. after every baby after that, I didn't really have much tearing or um, definitely you're still sore. You're still swollen. Like all of those you're things. Bleeding and everything. You're bleed for a long time. Yeah. I didn't expect to like bleed as much as I did. I didn't expect to have to wear pads like, for as pads long as you for did. so long and yeah. be how long do you think you wore pads for like a good I, month yeah. yeah i don't think i think i literally wore the uh, the mesh underwear for a month yeah. <laughs> it was so... and even though that's the most awful stuff it really is great because you can just put it on with those giant pads yeah. that are bigger than your actual child you just gave birth to <laughs> they are i have a picture of literally. max laying next to one of my pads max as a newborn and i'm like the pad is larger than the baby So as far as items that I loved having postpartum that I'd recommend to every mom, I would, because the hospital really does give you everything. They do. And, they and I kept telling that. you that. Yes. You were like, I need all these things. I'm like, no, really? The hospital sends you home with everything you need. Yeah, it's true for the most part. And so when you're watching these YouTube halls of influencers who are telling you what to get, it's just Oh, talk about what so you take, quote take in a baby bag because that's also hilarious is like women that like pack a million things that you're like "Mm, didn't use any of that yeah because you're just actually in labor yeah here I wrote it down let me see if I still have it because I wrote down what I actually ended up taking because I had a whole list and then I the the list that I actually used okay what did you did use chapstick but that's only because I'm addicted to chapstick and everyone said to bring chapstick so only if you really need it um I did like having a phone charger I also liked having my makeup with me, so, and I did my makeup like an hour because I was sitting there for so many hours. I had plenty <laughs> of time to do my makeup, um, but that's just me. You're, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I liked having my toothbrush, uh, my makeup eraser to take off my makeup, and like deodorant and a hairbrush. I was glad I brought those little things. And then I ended up bringing an extra blanket, and then I was freezing half the time, so I was glad I had it, but you don't yeah. really need it. And then clothes. People are like, bring slippers, bring a robe, bring a little fan for yourself, bring a towel. Bring like, a tennis ball to massage bring, your back. Yeah, bring, I was like, okay, not. I don't. Really, it's <laughs> just like an overnight bag yes. is what you need. Totally. An overnight bag is perfectly. And the hospital it. is going to provide most everything else yes. you need. So. The hospital gives you so, like literally everything. The one, there are a couple things I was glad that I had for when I got home. So these are things I didn't bring to the hospital, but extra things I bought after I was home. Um, I loved the freedom mom underwear over the hospital's mesh underwear and the mesh underwear is not bad, but when you have the pad and the witch hazel and the ice and everything that's in there, it like sags and <laughs> pulls the underwear down cause you're carrying a whole giant thing up there. So, um, the freedom mom underwear is a little, and bit, where did you find that? That's like in the you can get it, target, Walmart, Amazon, but it's not like in the underwear section. No, it's like a, Yeah. It's, it's like in the newborn section. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think so. it is. Um, anyway, they're just a little sturdier and more comfortable. So I really, I wore those for um, about a month. And I really liked those, the Freedom Mom underwear. And then um, I was glad, or I think I had to go buy or send someone to go buy me a huge pack of, of pads just because I needed more pads. So I would, I'll next time with my next baby, be prepared at home with a pack of giant pads. Um, also the Frida brand has the Frida mom cold, the ice packs that you like. Oh, break. you like theirs better. Oh, well, I just ran out. So I got that. Oh yeah, I, yeah. The hospital didn't give me quite enough, but I also, I don't know if I'm a special case or what, but <laughs> I was glad I had more of those at home. Someone yeah. had given those to me. 
And then I just um, wore this same pair of loose pajama bottoms the whole month. <laughs> yeah. It was these black, cozy, jersey pajama bottoms. So I'd recommend finding a really cozy pair that you like that you can wear for a whole month or maybe more. If <laughs> Hopefully you do not. A vaginal birth. Um, anyway, those were things I was really happy to have on hand when I got home that I will do use again next time. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, somebody asked us when we asked on Instagram, somebody wanted us to talk about transitioning into motherhood. Do you have any tips or things that you felt? I think we talked about it a little bit just with hormonally. It's just hard. Just giving yourself a little bit of patience, recognizing you're not going to be the same being maybe surprised at your emotions are a little out of whack or whatever else you're going to feel this overwhelming love for this baby, but it's also suddenly you aren't yourself anymore, especially with the first baby. Um, you, you really, it's hard because you don't get, you feel like you don't have control over your life for a little while because yeah, everything is whatever the baby wants. If the baby's hungry, you have to do whatever, you know, if you're tired too bad, the baby's hungry or, you know, <laughs> some of that, it can just be a hard little transition. Um, and that's hard when you have little kids at home too, when you're having your second, third, fourth baby, whatever, you still have to function as a mom and getting kids out the door to school or all the things that need to happen. It's really nice when people come and help for a little bit, but yeah. I was laughing with a friend recently whose husband is also a dentist, who's actually my husband's dental partner. And we were laughing about these men now that get like all this time off work for paternity leave, like, oh, they get two months for paternity leave. And we're like, oh my gosh, I think we got one day. <laughs> it's like, he was there when I had the baby. Then it's like, bye, going to work. And you're like, wait a minute, I have five kids. I have to get out the door for school and a newborn and I'm exhausted. You know, anyway, my oh, yeah. husband was wonderful. But um, really so if you time. have a husband whose job gets paternity, man, <laughs> that's a dream boat. Man, that's amazing. Yeah. That happened with me. Max got like two weeks, which was amazing. And so, because otherwise I think I would have been. It's hard. It's hard transition. So hopefully people, you have good people in your corner that can come help. Although we talked about this a little bit. Um, you were so anxious about other people even holding your baby. So, so the help might look different depending yeah. on who you are because you weren't as interested in like, I hold, hold the baby while I sleep. You right. were like, come take care of me while I hold the baby. You know? Yeah. So I think just being aware of, and and being okay with however you feel, it's okay however you feel, roll with it, but I'll let other people know how you feel and what yeah. is helpful to you. Like, how can I help? Be like, you know what? It would help me if you could do my laundry or yeah. you could help me if you could do my dishes and, and being honest about it. That. I think that would have been more helpful for me. And I yeah. was too scared to say something, which is so silly because people do want to help. They just, you just need to tell them how. Well, people really want to hold the baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. People do really want to hold the baby. And that's okay. But if the baby starts crying and that makes you anxious, you can say, oh, actually when the baby cries, I like to hold her. And yeah. then, oh, you know, it'd be helpful. And anyway, I think a meal is always welcome too. And that oh is gosh. things people are always great about. But I am always so grateful when people bring food in. That's the last thing you want to worry about. So, Oh my gosh. Yeah. As far as people visiting new moms, now I feel like I have all the tips. Let's hear them. <laughs> Dish them out. Oh my gosh. If you're going to come over, don't ask to see the baby. If the, she brings, if the mom brings the baby out to you, bonus, but do not come over expecting to see the baby. <laughs> I mean, I always brought the baby out to show everyone because I was excited to like for everyone to see her, but a lot of people, most people actually never asked to hold her, which I appreciated. Yeah. So I was like, thanks. I Here she is. And you actually, yeah. I remember you telling me you had a lot of people that like dropped food at the door and was like, yeah. food's on the oh porch. Oh my gosh, that was which awesome. Is Especially actually, because it was most people I didn't really know. They were like in my ward at church and I didn't know them super well because we'd only lived there for, I guess we lived in there for like a year, but 
yeah, people would just be like, hey. And they would, anyway, yeah, bringing food is the number one thing. Bring the food. If you want to knock on the door, just hand it to them and leave. <laughs> and if you're going to come over and, like, be there to be helpful, now, like, with my, now with Maggie, my sister having a baby, and my best friend Caden having a baby, I'm like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show up at your house whenever you want, and I'm going to come, and I'm going to do your dishes. I'm going to clean your house, and you're going to stay in your room with the baby. I'm not going to ask to see you. Your husband can tell me what to do, tell me where things are. Just go be in your room, and I'm going to clean your house. That's what I would have that I, just thinking as a mom, that would be ideal for me. If someone's going to come over and do something, do my laundry, do my dishes, clean up the food, whatever. Yeah. And then you That's go so and helpful. sleep with the baby. Yeah. That's anyway. Yeah, it is hard. When they say sleep when the baby sleeps, it's just not even real. You can't because that's the only time you get to shower or do something. I know. It's so hard. People always say that and you're like, okay, yes, yes, I want to sleep when the baby sleeps, but I also have to function. And that is the if only the baby's time. awake, I can't do anything, yeah. which is fun. These are the best. It's There's a lot of, we're making it sound like it's awful or horrible or hard. It's no. wonderful. It's so fun to have this new baby, but you're not mentally your best and you're not physically your best. Yeah. And so help is and awesome. half the reason, the problem is half is hormones, half is you're so sleep deprived. I was not prepared to be that sleep deprived. And I think people had told me, but I just mentally was not prepared to not sleep. Yeah. Like you are awake Especially those first couple of hours. nights. Yeah. The baby doesn't. Exactly. The baby's um, just routine schedule is off you know the baby's awake all night long and you're like oh my gosh I'm awake all night long <laughs> yeah we're just awake and it's fun because they're so cute and yummy and snuggly and... yeah and some people love it they're like I love being awake with just my baby at night I'm like I would rather never do that <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to sleep okay but... talk about breastfeeding because that's a whole that throws in a whole other thing and breastfeeding yeah. is we we both breastfed both because we're poor <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> we can, yeah. I could not I could not have afforded uh formula or yeah. bottles or any of those things but for those who choose not to I am not one of those breastfeeding or die kind of women and you do whatever works for you and yeah, for the baby totally um and Kate actually struggled you didn't you called me and she's like I hate this I hate breastfeeding yeah. I was like oh well, we were also right in the middle of the formula shortage when Paris was born so yeah. it was like not really an option I, I felt like it wasn't really an option I'm sure we could have made it work but and I had only heard, because you, you, I don't want to say you loved breastfeeding, but you didn't have a problem it with that It wasn't a big deal for me, yeah. Same was, with my mother-in-law. She's like, only had good things to say. And so I just kind of assumed I would love it. And like, everyone told me you get this rush of... Endorphins what, or endorphins. something. Endorphins. I don't know. This happy I rush. I did. So to my mother-in-law, and you guys have both told me, like, just wait, like... You get this when your milk lets down, which I also didn't know that your milk like comes all at once and just starts spraying. That was a new thing for me. I didn't realize. I I knew a lot less than I expected. Anyway, but I didn't realize you would get this like rush of hormones. You'd feel so happy, and well, I do not get that. I get a rush of anxiety. <laughs> like I'm like I want to die for like ten seconds every time my milk lets down. I get this rush of like anxious anger i hate my life i hate myself it's really weird it literally lasts 10 seconds and it's done and mine lasted 10 seconds but it was the opposite so i'm so <laughs> sorry that that is how you feel i looked it up and it is a real thing I'm like okay at least i'm not crazy but yeah i haven't as far as breastfeeding goes paris was i didn't have a problem luckily with her latching or anything like that like she was she's always been a good feeder but i just really don't enjoy it at all <laughs> i have i have a hard time it stresses me out that I'm her only life left. Well, at this point, she can eat real food. But for the first six months, I was like, "I if I die, like, she's going to... Oh, she Kate. hates formula. I know. It's so dramatic. <laughs> this is my anxiety talking. It is. 
Anyway, but it, it kind of made me anxious that I was her. Yeah, that's that real. She had to be attached that. to me at all times. But at the same time, I like that. And I know, like, it's good to feel needed by your baby. But yeah. it was kind of hard for that reason. So I did consider switching to formula several times. But Paris hates formula. So <laughs> here we are. And we're poor. Like, we are not in a rich era. So anyway. Breastfeeding is hard, so props to those who do it and props to those who don't. Yeah, (laughs) whatever works for you. Yeah, seriously. Um, Okay, and then quickly I was just going to say that I have, I made a list of my postpartum things that I loved and my baby must-haves on my Amazon. So I'll put those um, on my Instagram story because I just put things that I actually use. I'm like, here's the things that I literally use every single day. I go. I need to go add more toys to it now that Paris plays with toys. But and those people on YouTube who tell you the things to buy, I'm like, oh my gosh, no, you do not need that, that, that. And every baby's different. But. Every baby is different. That's what's crazy is I like the the toys that worked for you or to, like baby entertainment devices that like worked for you did not work for Maggie who was born 18 months later. Like Maggie <laughs> lived and died in a bouncy seat that had a vibration mode that she if that thing could like sit and jiggle her she was happy as a clown but that would have never worked for you but yeah, you like to so swing funny. maggie couldn't stand a swing so it's things like that that you're like i use this every day yeah for your baby you know right, what i mean so right. it's so tricky because know, especially because those baby things are so expensive that you don't want to buy all of the you feel like i need to buy the nicest swing or i need to buy this bouncy seat or oh these things gosh, and then yeah. your baby hates it and you're like oh my gosh <laughs> so best bet would be find friends who are in your same phase of life having babies but maybe not this exact same time as you and rotate through the toys and the things that you have totally we did that we had remember that exosaucer that we used for mm-hmm. I and mean, that's probably so old and probably people don't use those anymore but it's like no, a big circle thing no, you do. stick your baby in the middle of Susie and max or jack anyway some of the kids loved that some of the kids hated it so anyway it was nice that someone loaned that to us was like oh great we'll borrow this and then we'll give it back to you when we're done so yeah I'd also recommend Facebook Marketplace, which I think all it seems like everyone knows about, except for me. I, people were like, why aren't you looking on Facebook Marketplace for these things? I'm like, oh. But you can find new or gently used expensive things. Yeah, that's like where you Like we got our your stroller. Because yeah. we were given a Nuna car seat, which was like heaven sent. It was so nice. So nice. Um, and then we, so I'm like, okay, well, I need the stroller to go along with it. And we found it on Facebook Marketplace, never used. And she gave it to me for like $200, which was crazy because it's like $400. I don't know how much yeah. it is. Anyway. It's awesome. Check out Facebook Marketplace for gently used baby things. Um, yeah. Well, that's, I think that's all we, do you have anything else you want to say about motherhood or birth or? I just think you, and you will probably agree to this, that you'll, you could listen to hundred women tell their birth story, their labor story, their that's the same thing. Labor, delivery, yeah. postpartum story, and everyone is going to be different. Yeah, Everyone is going to be different. So I remember just like taking, when I was pregnant for the first time with you, I remember just listening to all these stories and thinking, that's how it's going to be for me. That's how, And then it wasn't, and it was different, <laughs> you know? So everyone's going to have their own story and their own experience. I do think it's helpful to listen to other people and glean and get advice and get... Right, and be prepared. Be prepared, but um, but just take it as it comes. And it's such fun, magical, special days, months, years of having newborns, but it is hard. And giving yourself, being patient with yourself and saying, this is hard and I am doing something really hard. I yeah, think is it is really hard. Do. Some women make it look easy. Some women really struggle and it's just the way it is with everything. 
Yeah. It's tricky, but. But you're a good mom regardless. Yeah. And if just giving that baby love, you can never go wrong with just loving on those babies. Totally. I feel like the best, I have two last things I wanted to say. The best advice I've been given for my pediatrician and friend (laughs) is she told me, because it's, it's easy to let your baby just take over your whole life because it's like, okay, well, you're just at their beck and call. There's, and like, it almost turns into like, I can't leave the house because they have to, they have to eat, they have to sleep. And even like in this stage where Paris is eight months, it's like, I need to be home at this time so I can get her a nap, but I have to be home at this time at night. Can't go to anything at night because she has to go to bed at this time. And she just said, you know what? You, she had two pieces of advice. One is you're the mom, so you know best. So you do whatever you think is the right thing. Whatever your gut tells you to do is what you should do. I like, love that. Great. Okay. Then I'm just going to do whatever And trust I want. yourself because yeah. you know more. I remember my mom telling that you know more. Than, I'm like, I don't know anything. She's like, you yeah. know more than you think. You were put on earth to do this. You're put on earth to have babies, be to mom. be a mother, and your body is programmed to do this. You trust yourself. And I, yeah. le- and I did. And I'm grateful for it. And I'm, it doesn't totally. mean you get it right every time. No. Yeah. And I think advice is still helpful. But Absolutely. Like, just do whatever you think is the best thing because if you're. If you want to call the doctor, call the doctor. If you don't want yeah. to call the doctor, don't call the doctor. Totally. If you, you know, figure it out. Totally. You can do it. And her other piece of advice that she gave me was that Paris is a baby, or that your baby is a baby accessory, which at first I was like, <laughs> ooh, I don't like that. But she just means that your baby is just, don't let your baby become your whole life. I mean, she will, your baby will naturally a little bit because... It's your whole, she's your whole world. And, but continue living your life and take the baby with you. Yes. Just go everywhere you go. Just take the baby. If you're going to stay out late, take the baby. Like it's going to be okay. Like if anyway, so Paris is not on a great routine because of that, because we go to basketball games that last until nine 30, but we have a general schedule where she naps around 10 AM, goes to bed between seven and 10. <laughs> not great, but Anyway, it just is what it is. And that's but don't give up doing things you love yes. in the name of, I have to be home at 7.30 because yeah. my baby has to go to bed. Don't give up your whole identity, your whole life, all the things you love just because you're a mom. Because you can still be a mom and do all those things with your baby. And your baby can just come with you. And it's going to be okay. Your baby's still going to be a good person. Like, if they're yeah. not on a perfect schedule, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. And it's worked yeah. good for you. And yeah, I think it totally. helps, especially with like you feeling anxious, it's nice to be able to feel like you're still yourself and doing things that you want to do. Because yeah. sometimes when you sacrifice too much, you end up being resentful. Yeah, totally. And I don't want to be resentful to my baby. So yeah. that's been really good advice for me. So I thought I'd share it. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, that's our tips on motherhood. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. Hopefully you've gleaned a little something, something. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back with more next week. <laughs> we will. Thanks, guys. See ya.